Welcome to Rainy Day Rabbit Holes, a uniquely Pacific Northwest podcast. I'm Shay. And I'm Jody. Let's fall down the rabbit hole. Today, Shay's going to ruin Thanksgiving for you. Oh, Shay. <laughs> what is it? Is there, what's the Grinch of Thanksgiving? Is that you? <laughs> That'd be me. It's the Shay. <laughs> it's the Shay, the Shay of Thanksgiving. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Thanksgiving week. And we're just going to give you a little mini-sode today. We need a little bit of a break. And so you're just going to get a little episode. And then next week, we will give you your full-blown hour-long episode again. Yay. I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays. I think it's because it kicks off holiday season, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's our first good meal. We spend hours together as a family. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. We need more excuses to get together and have, you know, a nice meal with family. Yeah, I, th- I think I prefer it more because there's less pressure too. no presents, mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. like that. The decorations are toned down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a little more yeah. simple. A little more simple. It's all just about getting together as family and eating. Yeah. But I I imagine that's not how it got started, huh, Shay? Nope. And that's how I'm going to ruin Thanksgiving for you. <laughs> so what do you remember being taught about Thanksgiving in school? Like the in first school. Thanksgiving. In school, or- the first Thanksgiving, if I remember correctly, uh, was the pilgrims and the Indians got together. This was a time where they could basically become one community. They fed each other for days on end with all the foods that they made traditionally made, and they'd share it with each other. Okay. It was a bonding experience, right. according so that to is, my learning. That is the, the kind of trope that we're taught in history school, that the pilgrims and, and Native people came together in a celebration of Thanksgiving, and it was all hunky-dory, and they were big friends. Yes. Okay. That's what I was talking. And do you know where this all began? Well, this story in particular was in where is now Plymouth, Massachusetts. Uh So the let's start first with the pilgrims themselves. So the pilgrims were not called the pilgrims until much later. They called themselves separatists. Oh, they, they were separating from wherever they came from, whatever country they were coming right. from. So they had settled at a point in Holland and they had religious freedom in Holland. So they did not come here seeking religious freedom. They came here mostly because they wanted to make money and they wanted to establish a religious theocracy. Mm. So it wasn't for religious freedom. They were not being persecuted because of their religion. They wanted one religion to rule them all. So this was actually quite the opposite mission for them. Right, right. Mm. So the pilgrims, the Mayflower did bring the pilgrims to North America from Plymouth, England in 1620 to Plymouth, New England. Plymouth they, Rock. They left from Plymouth and they landed in Plymouth. How convenient. And they didn't call it New Plymouth? <laughs> no, they just called it, I know, they called everything New Plymouth. New England, hello. So New Massachusetts. York. So in 1621 is the first recorded incident of them celebrating a successful harvest with a three-day gathering, and it was attended by members of the, and I might butcher this, the Wampanoag tribe. So this event is where idea of Thanksgiving came from. But it wasn't until in the 1830s when New Englanders started calling it the first Thanksgiving. And in 1863... The Thanksgiving holiday was beginning to be officially observed. It wasn't an official holiday by Abraham Lincoln. 
Oh, wow. And that was more of a day of thanks for victories in the Civil War, specifically like Gettysburg and Vicksburg. But that's where the name Thanksgiving comes from. That's where they they started. We started kind of officially observing it as a nation, but mm-hmm. it wasn't it was more about these victories in the Civil War. Wow. And it was suggested that it be celebrated on the last Thursday of November, but it wasn't an official holiday yet. Now, just a year earlier, there was a mass execution of Dakota tribal members by the government. So corrupt federal agents kept the Dakota Sui from receiving food and provisions. And so members of the tribe on the brink of starvation fought back. And that sparked the Dakota War of 1862. President Lincoln ordered the execution of 38 Dakota men to die from hanging. And then the Thanksgiving holiday was kind of a propaganda diplomatic, let's try to smooth over these bad feelings that the native tribes have for us. So it wasn't actually made an official holiday until Ulysses S. Grant did the Holiday Act, which included Christmas and Easter and Fourth of July. And then later on in the 1930s, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt made it the or the fourth Thursday of the month. And that was literally to kick off the holiday shopping season. Oh, yes. Like mm-hmm. all of our holidays, mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. money. Money is the driver. Exactly. So that's kind of the in a nutshell the origins of when we celebrate thanksgiving but there's a posing viewpoint that the first thanksgiving stemmed from the massacre of the i want to say it's pronounced pequot pequot people in 1637 a culmination of the pequot war while it is true that the day of thanksgiving was noted in massachusetts bay and the plymouth colonies afterwards it's not really accurate to say it's the basis for our our holiday now. Days of Thanksgiving had been noted in Florida, in other parts of the nation, but they also, it was a tradition that was hundreds of years old, not only for Europeans, where they would have a day of Thanksgiving for a special event, you know, like a, a successful harvest or winning a war. Um, and it would be, you know, any time during the years where that day of giving it's thanks. not a it, set day. Right. Though. And a lot of time it was either a leader like a king who would say this is going to be a day of Thanksgiving for victory and X battle, or clergy would come forth and say, we're going to have a day of Thanksgiving and it would be a celebration. So the colonists that came to the United States would celebrate the harvest yearly if they had a good harvest. So that's kind of where this stemmed from. It was, you know, they were just enjoying the bounties of their harvest. So by the way, turkey was probably not served. That's what I was wondering. How much has that changed what we're eating? Um, Because it sounds like it could have been any time of the year. And for something very specific where this Thanksgiving that we see now, last Thursday of the month, is very specific. Mm -hmm. And we're taught one reason behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds like it went through the tumbler. It went through. Exactly. It started with one thing, and as time went on, it turned into other things. We came up with a fantastic story to sell mm-hmm. it, and all of a sudden, all these areas who were celebrating in different ways with different foods and different reasons, now we all, as a country, celebrated on the same day in almost the same way. Mm-hmm. We have these traditions that have just kind of been baked over the years. So baked turkey. Exactly. Yeah, there would have A, not been pies. Mm -hmm. They didn't have wheat for pies or sugar. It would have been probably venison because that was, there is a note that venison was served at Mm -hmm. that 
meal, but there's not very much note about. They may have had some other wild fowl like duck or geese. Turkey wasn't really a super popular meat at that time. Of course, they'd eat it if they could get it. So do you think they ever did Tadurkin back then? I'm sure they probably didn't do Tadurkin. (laughs) And there probably would have been like some, maybe some cornbread um, and some succotash and maybe like cranberries, whatever they were was the heart bounties of the harvest. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's probably a lot of squash, that type of... I'm sure, yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. sure there was a lot of squash. Now, the Native Americans that were attending this feast, this was not a friendship relationship. The pilgrims had been helped out significantly by the Wampanoag tribe, but it was more of a diplomatic and political relationship. That tribe had been almost decimated by colonists that they had been dealing with with Europeans visiting this area for over a hundred years. And so they had dealt with them in the form of explorers, traders, and slavers. So European slavers would come here and they would kidnap native tribes people and take them back to Europe as slaves, which that is actually where the thing we are not taught about. Do you remember the native person that features heavily in the story, Squanto, as they call him? That was the one who was like helping out the pilgrims and trying to teach them how to do things. One of the things he was trying to teach them to do, by the way, is bathe, because at that time, there was still that thought that a good stink on you is what kept the disease away. Uh, from the pilgrims. <laughs> yeah. The pilgrims felt that yes, way. Yes, the so, Euro- so Europeans, these- they would rarely bathe. They yeah. thought that it kept disease away to keep a good stink on you. So and the, the natives savages. were like, the natives were like, you guys fucking stink. <laughs> Please take a bath. <laughs> These savages had to teach right, them how to bathe. savages, exactly. <laughs> so that native person, Squanto, his name is actually Tisquantum. That's not that hard. I think. Does this start the trend of Americans nicknaming people that they can't pronounce their name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tisquantum's not that hard. So his role is really complicated. What we weren't told is that he was captured by English slavers in 1614, sold into slavery in Europe. He escaped slavery with the help of the church, and he was in England at that point because he had been sold into slavery in Spain. And so he escaped to England, he learned English there, and then he came back to North America to find that his tribe was gone. They had been wiped out by smallpox, which had been transferred to them by the Europeans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So his tribe is gone, but he still, he helps them out. Um, in a diplomatic way, because... The pilgrims, he helps. Yes, he helps mm-hmm. the, the separatists out. There was still some Wampanoag, mm-hmm. I'm still struggling with that name, Wampanoag tribes out. left, and the leader saw the English as an opportunity to fend off feudal tribes. But at this point, too, daily and seasonal rituals of Thanksgiving had been practiced by this tribe for thousands of years for different reasons. So it's not like this is some new concept of having a meal to celebrate thanks. So what is left out of our traditional quote-unquote Thanksgiving story is that the colonists who came here were responsible for wiping out tribes of Native Americans. And a lot of these tribes remember the entry of pilgrims into their lands as a day of mourning, with mourning, not celebration. Right. A good 75% of the Wampanoag tribe was wiped out by European colonists, either by disease or war. And the relationship that they built with those pilgrims deteriorated until it culminated in the King Philip's War and hundreds, if not thousands, of 
Native Americans were killed during this war and then publicly executed or enslaved. So, and then all of their lands were seized by the colonists. And this is before they started sharing a Thanksgiving? No, this was after. After, after. Yeah, so that that relationship that they built with with the Wampanoag tribe sitting down and celebrating this this meal, this was them trying to, they wanted the English also to help protect them from other, they were having feuds with other tribes, but also, you know, like, let's make good with these guys so they don't continue to try to murder us and enslave us. Right, right. Um, And then it just deteriorated. And then we started that tradition of, you know, moving natives out of their land and taking them over. So fun time. Taking them over the land. So did I ruin Thanksgiving for you? (laughs) (laughs) So... Just keep that in mind when you're celebrating with your family. That story that we're told is not all true. There's a lot of darkness. The people who came here were not good to the people who already lived here. And so maybe have a moment of remembrance for the Native people who lost their lives. And maybe get some books about Native history to read to your children. I really um, got into Native history while I was in nursing school. We had culturally congruent health care. That is hard to say. Culturally, oh God. Congruent. So culturally congruent healthcare. Okay. As a nurse, of course, you got to learn how to take care of all all types of people, all cultures, and be sensitive, right? Mm -hmm. So we all chose cultures to research, and then we share that information so we could, you know, see the do's and the don't. And I chose Native American culture, and I really appreciated a lot of it, um, especially how they were before Mm -hmm. the European Mm -hmm. settlers came, and you know, the disease, the amount of disease was was almost non-existent. And mm-hmm. in fact, to this day in Alaska, there are very remote Eskimo tribes and they don't have cancer and they don't have diabetes mm-hmm. and they don't have those things because they were living, they live in a way that is natural to their bodies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's a theory anyway. So that that just fascinated me. And also the, all the different types of tribes. Um, you have your nomads and um, you have tribes that, um, you know, have the long houses and you have the ones that don't. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, they all are just like us very different in their yeah, communities exactly but yet carry a lot of the same same traditions as well. Mm-hmm. So, And I was always told that I had Native American blood or uh, I wasn't part Native American. But when I did my ancestry DNA, it came back with yep. none. Yep. In fact, I'm pretty much British, 85%, which I'm <laughs> nice like, going, what? Yeah. You're a colonist. <laughs> I'm like almost purebred. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I come with papers, <laughs> extra dollars, really high maintenance. Yeah, and now you can't murder anybody because you have your DNA Yes, on yes. File. Submitted, and that's a warning to all family members related to <laughs> Don't me. Don't murder anybody. Do Jody's not, family. <laughs> do not even try to be a serial killer because I have documented your existence. Exactly. <laughs> so I have some good memories of Thanksgivings. My biggest like positive memory that I have as a kid was having Thanksgiving at my grandma's house. This one year, my aunt was there, my cousins were there, and my family was there, and we decided to go. I guess my aunt decided to go like gourmet, and we had a goose oh yeah and i just remember it being so delicious my dad made roasted chestnut soup whoa and they had they chestnuts. Got all gourmet. oh my god really gourmet they put chestnuts in the stuffing it was like sage and chestnut stuffing mm. and in this goose was i love the dark meat of the turkey and so a goose is like all dark meat. yeah yeah oh my gosh it was so good but if i remember correctly you got to be good at cooking it it will dry out really yeah. fast so good yeah good for oh my aunt is, is an amazing yeah cook. she makes the best pies too her pie crusts are the i don't normally like pie crust 
crust, but mm. her pie crust is this flaky, buttery, amazing. Like, yeah, Aunt Shirley's pie crust is amazing. Her pies are so good. Sounds like she was a homemaker. Well, she ran a bed and breakfast. Oh, and there so you go. So she would make pies almost every day for her guests, and she would make these amazing breakfasts for them. And I would often get to go sit in on breakfast with oh, the yeah. guests, and she would make Dutch pancakes. They're so good. Yeah, so that was my big thing. Oh, and Grandma always made this concoction called Texas Salad, and we all hated it. (laughs) Grandma, bless your heart. I know you're rolling over in your grave hearing me talk about... How much we hate your signature dish. It was like corn and lima beans and black-eyed peas and celery in a miracle whip-based dressing Mm. and black olives and like it was terrible. But everybody, of course, would be like, Oh, we love your Texas salad, grandma, and take a spoonful and push it around your plate until (laughs) it was like separated and it looked like you ate it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, gross. And then I think my worst Thanksgiving, well, I, I have a couple. One was one of the first times as an adult, I tried to cook a turkey and I didn't realize that there was a bag of stuff you had to take out oh, of the no. carcass. And because it's not in the middle hole of the no, carcass, it's, okay. it's behind and there's a flap. Yeah, yeah. No idea. So I cooked it with that bag in and it ruined the whole turkey oh, no. because it's plastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And so that was bad. So I think the next year I decided to have, you know, you can go to like a grocery store and have them cater your mm-hmm. food basically and you just go pick it up. I was like, we're doing that. And then when we first moved to Seattle from California, my husband and I, we were living in this house in Capitol Hill and we'd only been in that house for a couple of weeks. And I don't think we had really used the oven much at this <laughs> point. And so we have his friend Bruce over for Thanksgiving because Bruce didn't have any family here and we we're orphans up here as well. So we put the turkey in expecting it to take, you know, four hours hours or whatever it takes. And at, I want to say six o'clock, we check it. It's still practically raw. Oh no. We check it again an hour later. It's still practically raw. The oven's temperature thermostat, whoops, temperature thermostat was not working. Oh no. And so it's like at 200 instead yeah. of 300. And so I think we didn't end up, the turkey wasn't done until about midnight. Oh, no. And I was so mad. And it was, of course, terrible because it'd been in there doing weird things all day long. So mm-hmm. that was kind of our worst. But I hear you have some pretty good Thanksgiving stories. Oh, I do. Well, I, you know, Keith and I have been married for 33 years. And even though we got married when I was still in high school, as soon as we had our own place, as tiny as it was, no dishwasher, I started hosting all these family events. I don't know why. I just really wanted to take on that role. So, I mean, I have plenty of good stories. I have stories where my first one, his grandparents said, we'll buy the turkey. we That's the part we want to give for the, the meal. We'll buy the actual turkey. So come pick it up on Wednesday and have dinner with us. And then you'll leave with your turkey and ready to go. Excellent. So we go over there. We have dinner. It's a lovely time. We're getting ready to say goodbye. It's probably 8 p.m. on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. And they go to give me the turkey and they go to the freezer. Oh, no. <laughs> Something that it takes three. Days yeah, yeah. So no, like literally I warm water bath that thing all night long. Oh I went without gosh. sleep. Oh no. <laughs> and thought I was so stunned. I didn't even know what to say. Like yeah, I'm, they had to know better. 
Yeah, you're like, even I know you can't do that. <laughs> anyway, you know, set up for, oh, look what Jody did, right? And I've cooked my turkey upside down, which turns out to be a fantastic way to cook your turkey yep, breast then all down. The, the fat mm-hmm. goes into the breast, which gets dried Very out. Very juicy yep. breast. Everybody laughed when it came out of the oven, but nobody laughed when they ate it. Exactly. I used to, when we were in the military, like when we lived in Hawaii, we're away from our family, and so were many other people. So I always cook these big things, any holiday dinner I was really doing, but big Thanksgiving dinner dinner and I was making homemade pumpkin pies got them on my two on a cookie sheet which slide them into the oven and lost control of that pan and liquid pumpkin pie (laughs) just dumped all over the inside of the hot oven. Oh, no. Yeah, that Where it immediately fun. cooked and then you had to wait for it to cool down to clean yes, it up. Oh, what yes. Oh, what a uh, shit was, show that and was. And it was everywhere. Oh, my God. Everywhere. So Did I you was, cry? I would have uh, cried. More like just swore a lot. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would have I cried. Crying in that case for me would be like, I would just get more mad because I'd be wasting my time. So swearing while I clean it is yes. just more productive. <laughs> throwing things that's way more productive so speaking of how you cook your turkey i learned several years ago the best way to cook a turkey so that it doesn't dry out first you spatchcock it yes which mm-hmm. if for people out there that don't know spatchcocking means you cut the spine out of it and then you flatten it out so mm-hmm. it cooks evenly because you know how you cook a turkey all wrapped up like that the breast gets dried out while you're still trying to get the legs to cook that's another good reason to cook it upside down if you're going to mm-hmm. cook it whole because that way the breast is going to not get dried out while the dark meat is cooking but then you brine it and we'll brine it for three four days so you salt water bath with i like to do like sage and rosemary and dried cranberries and a little bit of sugar and some garlic in there and then you will never have a dry turkey again if you brine that baby and spatchcock it and now we smoke them usually for several Mm -hmm. hours and then finish it off in the oven Mm -hmm. and it just turns out so good. I have refused to do anything different for my Thanksgiving turkey than I've always done. Yeah. It's the once a year you get that meal and I just want to keep it the same. <laughs> well, if you've if you've nailed it. <laughs> now, I do like on actual Thanksgiving this year, I will have a, a smoked turkey, even though we've already celebrated our family Thanksgiving. We did it a week early and I did the regular roasting of it. However, this year when I went to look at the little package, it tells you how long, just trying to get an idea when I need to throw this turkey in. And there's only unstuffed directions. I'm like, what's that about? I always stuff my bird. That's the best stuffing there is, something that's been inside the bird. Sure. And then I thought, well, I'll just go online and look it up. Oh, yeah, that's not good for you. That's where the salmonella comes from. Sure. That makes it hard to... So this year, I, juices might go in the middle and yeah, not get fully cooked. Not get fully cooked. And right. This is, um, and it also makes it more difficult to cook evenly. So this year, I did not put the stuffing in. That was my one change. Hmm. And it's still this. I just don't like the stuffing as much when it's in a pan. But yeah, it was all right. I yeah. added extra moisture to it. So there it you go. So dry. We're not really a stuffing family. Oh, I am. Yeah, I like stuffing. I'll eat it if it's there. I'm not going to go out on my way to make it. And Rich hates it because soggy bread. He can't stand soggy bread. Yeah, I forget that's what it is by the time I eat it. Yeah, exactly. But spatchcocking also, did this turn into a culinary podcast? (laughs) This is not a culinary podcast. Finally, we get to go, sweaty balls. Oh, I just love those sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. (laughs) Because as soon as we turned on these mics, I was like, 
for the very first time when we started testing them, all I could say was sweaty balls. And anybody who's watched Saturday Night Live knows what I'm talking about. With spatchcocking, the turkey makes it cook a lot quicker too. Mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. cut a couple hours off of your yes. cooking time. So spatchcock your turkey. Try it out. It's hard to do. You have to get poultry shears. You cannot try it with just regular kitchen shears. It will not. They will break them. So poultry shears are super tough, and it's got a curved blade, and it is hard to cut through that spine. And you know it's going to make a mess all over everything because it's sliding around while you're Ugh, trying to do it. Don't but your fingers it's off. Totally worth it. And then you have to flip it over and then spread out the wings and then press down on until you're you're cracking the bones. It's it's kind of, but it makes it so much easier. And then you can fit it into a bucket to brine it easier too, because you can kind of like roll it up. So that's the way to do it. Oh, also after you brine it, you take it out of the brine. You might even want to rinse the brine off so it's not too salty. And then you pat it dry. You spread it out on a wire rack that's on a sheet pan and you put it back in the fridge for a couple of hours to dry out. So that's how you get the smoke to stick to it if you're going to smoke it. Even though I, I have never changed the way I'm I'm cooking my turkey, I will say that is the best way I've ever had it. Mm-hmm. It turns spat- out it was great any by time. far the best yeah. turkey. I've and then ever smoking had. it, just oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually spatchcock smoked turkey. Ugh. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very, very good. We're letting mom do Thanksgiving this year, and she likes to just put it in one of those bags. Which yeah. I still don't trust them that they're not <laughs> getting toxins into your turkey. That is but. a family joke for us because, like I said, Keith's grandparents always wanted to. They got the turkey, and every year they'd be like, are you going to put it in a bag? Did you put your turkey in a bag? I've never used a bag, and I'm not going to use it. <laughs> the one time I used a bag, it burnt to the top of the turkey. Oh, oh. That's I did use a bag once and it exploded and then the turkey grease caught on fire in my oven. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> so weren't you saying you you started to oh, tell I me have... a story I stopped you about your your fun aunt? Yeah, well, okay. So growing up, I you know, we come from Montana, both of my parents. We have very little family here in the Pacific Northwest, or at least in Washington. Uh, when we moved over here when I was two, my parents made friends with this other couple and their families, and we started doing holidays. I mean, we eventually started calling each other family and spending holidays together. So this is my earliest memories of Thanksgiving is getting together with them. It would either be at their house or ours. I think we took turns. I'm not sure. Um, but I just have all these great memories of the house smelling up with food, and it was my favorite food <laughs> and I couldn't wait and you you know you have your it's it's warm because you've been baking all day and you've got all your favorite people around but uh one year we went to it was not at our house we were not hosting we were actually going to it was okay. Okay. it was the paternal grandmother we went to her house and uh she was gonna cook the Thanksgiving dinner and this is when I have several holiday stories with her where <laughs> as a child I <laughs> I don't remember being scared, but maybe I should have been. Anyway, we get to her apartment in West Seattle, and, you know, I'm looking forward to the food. Uh, Mm That's my favorite. And we get there, and already I can tell. Well, first of all, she opens the door, and she's in her quote-unquote bikini, which is actually her bra. Oh, God. Was she wearing pants or, like, just her Yeah, she was wearing pants. And a bikini top, which is actually her bra. And she was told us, she welcome to the cruise ship. We're having Thanksgiving dinner on a cruise ship. She had candles everywhere. The turkey had not even, I mean, there was a reason we didn't smell turkey dinner because it had not been started. Oh, no. <laughs> so she walked around like this all day. And then, so I was, you know, a reader. So I had a book with me that I was going to read. I'm all of 12, nerd. And you and me both. I always had a book with me. She kept taking the book out of my hand and using it as a coaster. She would take it out of my hand while I'm reading it, put it on a table and put a drink on it. Didn't have to be hers. Just any drink laying around. Why? 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 (laughs) 
there were I just remember the 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 adults, all four adults trying to figure out how we're gonna have a Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Because oh it's dinner time and there's no turkey. Right. Um, I honestly don't know. I do remember we sat down and had dinner. I'm not sure how they how they wrinkled that, to yeah. be honest. But they they did. A couple years later, fast forward, it's Wednesday night and my parents are hosting. I'm probably about 14 at this time. And it's Wednesday night. Before Thanksgiving, my parents are out getting groceries for the last bet. Phone rings. I answer it. It's this woman, okay. Grandma. With schizophrenia, I believe. That's my diagnosis. I was a kid. Um, <laughs> as a medical doctor, at, yes, as a psychiatrist, psychiatrist at 14. At yeah, now I'm 14. 14. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she calls up and she asks for, uh, we'll just, I don't, I'm going to make up pseudonyms. So she's going to, she asks for Bob. Her son is Bob. Hey, is Bob there? Uh, no, Bob, Bob's not coming till tomorrow. Uh, no, it's Thanksgiving and he's there no, he's not here. They're not here. Well, I'm lost. I'm on my way to the house, uh, your house, and I can't find it. And I need someone to get me some directions. Uh, so I need to talk to him. I said, well, he's not here. And it's actually Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. No, it's not. And she's oh, arguing no. with me, hanging up the phone. At one point, she tells me, oh, yeah, now I remember. And I'm like home alone with my little sister, who's like probably two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this crazy lady is showing up at my house. I and, and there's no cell phones. My parents were right. in the store. What am I supposed to do? Call Safeway and have them paged overhead. Right. I finally call Bob and his family and get a hold of them. And they were home. And they they lived in 20 minutes from my house, but okay. they somehow found her, wrangled her back in oh, and got her home. But uh yeah, a <laughs> couple of uh crazy stories there. <laughs> Well, I hope that you have a good Thanksgiving holiday, your second and third Thanksgiving. Yes, this I, week. I get You're to doing, have three. Yeah, mm-hmm. lucky you. So I told you, it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the food as well. It's it's really nice. And my mom's my mom's a good cook, so it'll be fun. And it's just going to be my mom, her husband, my dad, me, and my husband. So it'll be nice and quiet. Rich will put football on and, you know, my dad and, and uh, my stepdad will talk about politics probably, which my mom and I will go off in the kitchen and ignore. <laughs> will they Will they agree on politics? Oh, yes. They agree okay, on politics. Good, They're good, two peas in the pod. Well, happy Thanksgiving, Jody. You too. Happy Turkey Day. Happy Turkey Day. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners out there, which I think at this point is mostly just our friends and family. <laughs> yes. Is there anybody you want to give a special Thanksgiving shout out to? Oh, gosh. No. No? Okay. Well, I'm going to give a special Thanksgiving shout out to my sweet friend who is also named Shay. I'm Shay the Elder. She's Shay the Younger, whose 30th birthday party I was at last night will be turning 30 on Thursday on Thanksgiving. So I don't know if she'll be listening to this podcast on her way to her family's house. But happy birthday, Shay. I love you so much. And it was a great time last night. So that's my Thanksgiving shout out. Nice. And everybody, please go on to Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review. I think once we start getting reviews, we will maybe pick a review every week to read out loud on the podcast. So maybe we'll start that next year. And um, feel free to reach out to us with any feedback. Again, we are building this plane and flying it at the same time. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. uh, we can't uh, improve if we don't know what we need to improve on. Exactly. We would love your feedback and positive and negative. Just, you know, you don't have to be rude. Okay. In a class (laughs) I teach, it's five to one feedback, meaning five positive to one negative. So you have to give us five compliments. (laughs) Pander to us five times and then give us constructive criticism. It's not weird to show up and go, I 
like these five things about you. And then this one, yes. this one though. And I am going to tell anybody out there who is going to complain about the name of our podcast, we can't change it now. <laughs> Wait, did somebody complain about that? Somebody was like, I don't see how it makes sense of what it has to do with the Pacific Northwest. Okay, whatever. It's fine. We can't change it now. It's on everything. <laughs> Nor do I want to. I know. Also, check out our new logo. Uh, we did. I did put out a social media request for people to vote, and they voted on one. And then I tried it, <laughs> and it looked terrible in the podcast and like on your phone. So we went a totally different direction, and I think I like it because it's more simple. So I love it. Check it out. It's it's, it's mysterious. It's mysterious. It's beautiful. It's eye catching. Great yes. job, Shay. Thank you. Great. Thank job. you. Yeah, I was happy with that one. I was like, yep, let's do it. And please subscribe to our podcast through Spotify or whatever. I have started putting uh, them up on YouTube as well. If that's how you like to listen to your podcast, I'm just going to put pictures along with it. So it's not going to be videos and you can have the podcast as soon as it comes out. So and please tell friends and family members to listen. We need to increase our listenership. We're going to try to start accepting sponsors next year and we need lots of downloads and listens for sponsors to come and want to be on our show because it's not free for us to do this stuff. Uh, we'll also start a Patreon next year and hopefully we'll have some good good bonus episodes for you if you will subscribe to our Patreon next year. Yes, we um, in nursing, this thing called novice to expert and we are emerging out of our novice phase into beginner. Mm-hmm. So yes. eventually we're going to be experts and we're hoping to kick that into gear in yep. 2024. Yeah, but for that, we need to grow our listenership. So please mm-hmm. spread the word and... And I hope you guys enjoyed our Thanksgiving mini-sode. I did, because I love Thanksgiving. All right, <laughs> let's go eat some turkey. Yay, I have some. I have it. Ooh. All right, well, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. It's like, what? Why are you hating? I was like, am I supposed to say, let's go down the rabbit hole? All right, let's do it now. <laughs> See you down the rabbit hole. Testicles, testicles, Thanksgiving testicles. Ooh, testicles. That's pretty good stuff, actually. (laughs) Testicles are pretty good stuff? Uh, Yes, testicles and slightly sparkly wine.